This is Blurring the Lines with Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century. Hello, Peter. What's happening? Uh, we have sort of a problem here. Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to Blurring the Lines podcast. This is episode 56, and I'm your host, Adam Bell, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Peter Nicolaitis. How you doing, Peter? Hello, hello, hello. I'm doing awesome. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, that's great. That's great. So, no, it's awesome. That, that's, that's better awesome. than great. <laughs> yes. That's a little bit better than great. <laughs> yep. Indeed. Well, I'm doing. I'm doing fine. I'm. I wouldn't say awesome, but that's I'm doing not, that's fine. That's not so great. That's, yeah. that's, not, that is not awesome. That's not even great. But yeah, but you're wearing a life is good T-shirt. Yeah. So. Life. But it's only good. Life is good. good. Life's good. Life is not awesome. Life's not great. Know. It's just good. No, it's definitely not your level. I mean. It, I, you know, not that that matters. You know, I'm living in the top percent of the world, so my I should claim to be awesome as well. So thanks, Peter. <laughs> you are welcome. Relative to some. Relative like, to some, I'm so awesome. Yep. There you go. <laughs> well, so joining us today, we have Doug Stidham, who works with me at Sublime Computer Services, among. Well, other things. I mean, he's. We share a lot of things in common. Welcome to the show, Doug. How's it going, gentlemen? Good. Well, as I heard, sorry, I already heard you guys are all awesome. So yeah. Right. Are, are you as awesome? Glad as to Peter? have you here. I am as awesome. I'm gonna go with that. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds kind of like a challenge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Doug did have recent back surgery, and he's almost completely recovered. But he's so he's probably just one notch under awesome. Awesome for having just recently had back surgery. How about that? Awesome I'm, for back surgery is it, good. It, it feels a hell of a lot better than what I had before, so I'm going with awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> cool, cool. So, all right, um, we'll get. I've got some questions for Doug coming up. I just want to catch up. What's on uh, headlines, Peter? What's new? What's new with you? Give us What's the headline. What's new with me? Um, yeah. Not a lot that I want to talk about right now, actually. <laughs> I what? could tell you, but then I'd have to delete the episode. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, this so, is still, we're still rated G as a podcast. It's kind of classified. <laughs> <laughs> so then I've got, I've got a good one for you then. Um, mm. So, Alexa, compliment me. Let's get a compliment. Any team would be lucky to have you on it. <laughs> so my Alexa is downstairs, and uh, I, I need to uh, I need another one now because uh, I, I've, I've decided that there are rooms in the house that I am lacking Alexa coverage in. <laughs> yeah. so, um, so see, you need that. So if you're ever having a less than awesome day, you yep. can just say, Alexa, compliment me. Yep. Oh, I wish I could talk to you about a little Alexa right now, but uh, I can't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I did get a good joke off of Alexa yesterday. Oops, she's. Our our listeners are going to be ticked off because we've set them off all Keep day. On Keeping it. on saying yeah. it. But uh, so so the joke was, um, 
you know what a Freudian slip is, right? When you say one thing, but you mean your mother. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so I do have one, uh, one thing to chat with. It's in, uh, this is techie, definitely techie. So there's a Buffalo NAS. I bought one a while back, an inexpensive network attached storage that I, mm -hmm. I wrote a document for users. So for home users who could back up their own network. And a, a step that I left out that I didn't realize that I left out is that the NAS has a recycle bin which is really slick because most network devices, when you delete on them, any Windows server, when you delete it from the share, it's gone. Well, mm -hmm. my, you know, that knowledge was working against me because I assumed network storage, I delete it, it's gone, and there is no recycle bin. But the that NAS actually has a recycle bin built into it, and you can turn it off. Uh, mm -hmm. So I was having a heck of a time with backups because mm -hmm. I set my cycle to you know keep two weeks of backups, but I was constantly running out of drive space. And I was <laughs> like, well, and I didn't. The the other problem was I wasn't taking the time to really dig into the problem, so I just wipe them all out and then restart again. I was like, ah, I guess I have a lot of data. Well, what was happening was the data was being overwritten. The job was working properly, but that recycle bin was filling up. And it was just a matter of going into the Buffalo and telling it to turn off the recycle bin for that particular share. And then my overwrites happen. So if, if any of you users out there have put together that document, you've been ticked off at me for months because <laughs> it's constantly out of drive space. Turn on the recycle bin. <laughs> <laughs> or turn off the recycle turn bin. Turn it off. Turn it off. Turn yeah, it off. You can turn it on, but yeah, yeah. I've I've gone through that before. I had um, what I had two of their uh, things. I had the Terra station and the other station. I forget what stations I had, but mm -hmm. I've had two Buffalo stations of some sort. So I used them for a long time. Mm -hmm. They were uh, they were you know they were they were decent for for their days. But now I've got just a Windows server. Then that's yeah. my thing so well i like i'm actually going to use a buffalo station i'm not 100 percent on this but i think i'm going to use one a link station one of the bigger ones uh, link station that's link, the one i uh, yeah link station and terror station yeah. for my cold off-site cold storage um big but the only problem with that is you don't get the flexibility of you cannot fill it up as it goes you have to buy it as big as you want that storage array to be without having to recommission it and redo data. Where with Drobo, you can put two drives in and mm -hmm. then you can keep putting drives in until you fill it up and mm -hmm. keep expanding the partition. And that's really, really nice. I mean, if, it, if I were paying for a more expensive SAN, you know, then I could do that. But so I'm kind of stuck with the Drobo because I don't want to buy a full full sand for that for yeah. that cold Naz, storage Naz, yeah i mean you, yeah. you don't have a sand yeah you're not you're not buying a sand for your home i don't care how much you want to spend <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh so anyway yeah that's a uh, good option that that buffalo but you got to buy all the drives so all right so we brought doug to the show today so 
Doug, let's uh, hear a little bit, let our listeners know who you are. I am just some wackadoo guy from California that, uh, uh, no, it's just, uh, just a regular guy, you know, grew up in a small town in the middle of California, what I like to call the last place where ranchers and rednecks come from, uh, in California, there's not much of it left. And, uh, I started life as a, as a bad boy and straightened up and was a diesel mechanic for a few years and have always been in computers, even in school when I was screwing up. Uh, and I was working as a diesel mechanic and the guy was in there installing multi-DOS pro and, uh, he was doing it wrong. And I actually asked him, I said, Hey, would you like some help with that? Cause you're about to screw this up. And, uh, he was like, yeah, great. You want a job? <laughs> and I was like, well, does it pay better than this? Because sure, why not? I'll get out of here. I was working nights in the in the 10-degree weather, and it was not fun. So that started my role into computers and bought from there to a little place called DKA, who was the a big white box biz in the valley and uh, bounced around a few other places, was the director of technology at King City High School in the Monterey School District for a few years, and then went back to the Valley and uh, worked for a place called uh, Bowona Frozen Foods, was in their IT department for about nine years, and decided to give California the finger and came here. <laughs> but, but why would you ever leave California? Oh, yeah. Boy, oh, boy. Isn't that the million-dollar question? <laughs> I wanted to get somewhere where like-mindedness was was key. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, where, what, 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 what part of California was this? Which which area? Central Valley, the Fresno, Clovis, uh, San Joaquin Valley, pretty much the salad bowl of the world. The salad bowl. Okay. <laughs> so not Napa Valley. Not Napa Valley. Not, not the wine bowl. Not, yeah, not the wine bowl. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we were, Paso Robles actually puts out more wine than Napa does, but uh, uh, good stuff. We always went over there and hit little drinking tours on the way and then hit the coast. And that's the one thing I miss about California was you could go two hours in one direction and you're sitting on the ocean. You could go 45 minutes in another direction. You're in the high mountain range. You go four hours down south and you're in the desert. You know, you could go to every climate possible within a few hours and uh, that's one thing i miss about that state that and my friends everything else could fall off the edge of the world and i wouldn't care <laughs> <laughs> so well uh, you got to tell the story about the move oh, about God. about about all of the animals that you <laughs> brought with well, you <laughs> We actually had to we we put a couple of them gave a couple to uh, my wife's cousin because we just didn't think that we were, we gave him our big boy, our, our 210 pound blind and deaf Great Dane. And then his little buddy Gunner, who was a little red, uh, half Doberman, half bird dog that we rescued. They were best of friends. And so we gave her those two. So we were down two. it would have been, so we had a travel trailer. We sold the travel trailer and bought a motor home just so I could load up. Well, let's see. We've had, the time we had seven dogs three cats <laughs> me wife boy and pretty much all of our alcohol and came across the country with them and a tortoise no the, the tortoise came later i 
I dropped them off. <laughs> I flew back home, stayed there another month and a half to get the house prepped, and then loaded the tortoise into the truck and everything else in the back of the trailer and came back. <laughs> See, Peter, you notice he said tortoise, not mm-hmm. turtle. <laughs> well, there's a difference. Yeah. It's like about slapped if I get it wrong. 300 pound difference. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> turtles are small. <laughs> Fox turtles are like cute. Sea turtle. Sea turtle, yeah. you know, yeah. maybe. <laughs> he's a desert tortoise. He's a, he's a big boy. <laughs> he's about 20 years old and he's huge. Well, and, and the Great Dane, I got to meet the Great Dane. So he he's a beautiful dog. He's white, uh, and he's actually really soft. I expected him to be real coarse because most of the big dogs get real coarse like that, but he's really soft. But he is unnerving because he can't hear you, and he wants huh? to. <laughs> yeah, he can't hear you, so he's got to touch you. And uh, when you move, he startles just a little bit, and you're like, I got to move just enough to let him know that I'm moving, but not <laughs> jumpy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he was all of our animals are rescues and he was beaten by his male owner in fact he was surrendered because he ran him up a tree so he was about an hour from being put down and uh so my wife went and rescued him and brought him home and it was it took a good six seven months i mean we still to this day have mexican standoffs where i mean he he forgets for just a second where he's at and how good he's got it and he he comes at me and I've got to stop him in his place. You know, you just got to stand your ground. But uh, anybody else, they would, they would probably lose their lunch and turn around and haul. But, you know, I've, <laughs> I've learned how to how to handle him. You just can't back down and just don't raise your arms. Don't do any quick movements mm-hmm. and uh, you'll be all right. Because <laughs> then once he snaps out of it, he realizes, oh, God, that's dad. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, dad. I'm sorry. You just, so, just get to uh. slip. So we're used to it though. So cool. So cool. Well, one of the one of the reasons you moved out here was uh you know, Tennessee's got less stringent gun laws. Wow, yes. <laughs> I think I think every other state in the in the country has less stringent gun laws than California. <laughs> but, How do they but, compare with Massachusetts? I, I don't know. What are Massachusetts gun laws? Um you need a license to carry. When you have to go through a you know a safety course, and then you have to go through a, uh, a rather arbitrary uh, process of with your local police chief, who can pretty much turn you down if he feels like it. <laughs> uh, California is bad like that. Luckily, our local sheriff was very pro gun, very pro mm-hmm. carry. So it was a long process but not a hard process to get one where we were from now i have friends that live in la um that in fact i think their sheriff is being sued right now because it is a shall issue county and he refuses to issue i mean even if you you carry thousands of dollars on a daily basis through compton uh you probably still aren't going to get one so uh luckily ours was a uh, much much easier um i was good friends most of my friends from california are all leo and uh i did a lot of training with them so it was quite easy we had one of the the master armors come out to our house we actually got about 15 of our friends out there sat there in our living room and watched the video and then went out to my range and and had a 
the, the class so everybody could get signed off and get their license. It was about a, probably about an eight-month process. It takes about that long to uh, go through the, the hoops. You've got to wait a couple. You get you get your appointment, which is a couple months down the road. You fill out the paperwork. You get your next appointment, which is a couple months down the road. The interview. <laughs> you get your next appointment, which is a couple months down the road to, to take your class. And then you go back and they say, <laughs> Oh, hey. wow. So yeah. here you, you start by taking the class and then you apply um, but I did. Um, I, had, I had to come in to get my photo ID taken, and then uh, it was just a phone interview and a reference check with a with the uh, what was a lieutenant at the time, and that was it. So it seems like it's a lot faster in Massachusetts than it is there, which is kind of hard to believe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, in Tennessee, I scheduled the appointment at whenever they had it. I mm-hmm. took a couple three-hour test went to the range the same day and walked out with a carry permit. <laughs> yeah, I see in Vermont, I walked into the gun store and walked out with my Glock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I actually did that this a couple weeks ago and I thought it was the greatest thing ever. It, it was a total, I think I stood there waiting for the guy to come talk to me longer than it took to actually get the gun, pay for it, and walk out the front door with it. And it, that just, I giggled the whole way to the car. That <laughs> yeah. They're not stopping me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it was great. Because in California, that's that's, uh, that's 15 days you got to wait. You know, you go in, you got to fill out your mm-hmm. paperwork, you, you say, yes, this is your gun, and then mm-hmm. it gets put on a back shelf somewhere and they it's run you which i don't know it's yeah. some database that i'm sure that it could have had had it right back to you right then but because it is california they want the what the, it's not actually called any kind of uh research it's called a cool down period because that way yeah. they fit if you <laughs> well, are at least psycho, you can't go <laughs> buy a gun right now grab a box of shells and kill everybody in the gun store i guess i don't know <laughs> Well, I actually do remember the the cool down period, and they had it. They did have it in Tennessee, but they got rid of it. And I just assumed that it was still in place when I went to buy my pistol, and I bought it. And they're like, "Okay, here you go. You're all set. Your background check came clear." I said, "I don't have to wait." They're like, "No, awesome! <laughs> I can go shooting now. Yeah, go shooting right now." <laughs> well, and ninety percent of those laws are all they do is harm the actual law-abiding citizens they don't do anything you know the Mm -hmm. 10 round mag rule and all of that it's just a huge huge uh inconvenience for people who actually follow the gun laws i could go to the bad side of town and buy an ak and you know 350 round mags anytime i wanted to highly illegally and go on a shooting rampage if i so desired but i'm not a criminal yeah, Isn't it funny how that works. <laughs> yeah, the, the criminal yeah. has full access to these things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So and we'll and also California had a precedent setting where the guy had came into the gentleman's home, um, tried to rob him at knife point. He killed the guy, and the parents of the robber sued the gentleman, and took him for everything he owned because that which set a precedence in California law that if you kill someone with more force than what you're being attacked with you are liable 
<laughs> so that's why everybody needs to have a fully stocked armory at home with rain you know weapons ranging from bare hands to say brass knuckles to a small knife to a billy club to a big knife to a bow and arrow to uh, <laughs> you know a pistol rifle howitzer etc so that you can respond proportionally <laughs> <laughs> well what i was told and this is i'll just place this disclaimer here i in no way advocate this but uh you know, buy you a cheap piece of crap on the street somewhere, file off the serial numbers, and if he didn't have a gun when you killed him, he will by the time the cops get there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's just, that's ridiculous though, because as somebody who has multiple black belts and is working on a, you know another one now, I know people are have no sense of what's a proportionate response to being attacked. You know, that that is ugh, yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's that's ridiculous. Well, and that's mm-hmm. the key, the, the key in at least in Tennessee law. The big thing is to you know that you felt threatened for your life, and that kind of it, it's not carte blanche, but mm-hmm. it's more so. You know, once you feel threatened for your life, you're 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 allowed to protect yourself, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and you should be allowed to protect yourself. I mean, if you're like, well, he's got a knife. All I have is a gun. I guess I'll just get stabbed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I love the fact that because we had problems with a lot of the stores in our valley, because even though it was a very pro-gun carry valley, that you couldn't take your gun anywhere. I mean, mm-hmm. you had these huge amounts. You couldn't go within, uh, I think, two miles of a school. Well, you can't throw a rock without hitting a school. So, <laughs> well, that's out. Uh, you couldn't You couldn't go into Target. You couldn't go into any of the stores, Walmarts, any of them. And I noticed that Tennessee had passed a law that Target, uh, when Target pulled that, they said, well, if something happens in your store, you will be liable, Target, And which I thought was quite awesome. Yeah. Uh, the state, so. Yeah. Well, here in Massachusetts, I know if, if uh, there are a lot of places like a, my favorite movie theater, they have a, you know, like no weapons sticker right in the door and stuff. Apparently here, those are just suggestions. But in Connecticut, I believe it is one of the neighboring states. Uh, apparently those like are, are binding. Those are like law. You can be you can you're, you break the law if you enter an establishment which says like no firearms permitted. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of interesting. So, yeah. yeah. So the moral of the story is know, uh, know your local laws yeah. <laughs> before you go carrying or, you know, shooting anybody and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. Well, and I think it is it's it's an in, it is an interesting debate about private property and allowing people to have guns within your business. And, you know, I don't necessarily want to get into that. But the movie theater here in Hendersonville, um, you're not allowed to carry in the movie theater. But there is an armed police officer in the theater so they've kind of done like what target you know where target was said well you have to you know if you're not going to allow us to protect ourselves then you have to provide us prote- protection and that's what the you know the theater's doing they would rather provide a professional protection than a bunch of people who may not have a level head interesting well and that's an open carry state too so i mean yeah. that's 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 a big thing and i and i don't add okay i'm not a fan of open carry i think it's 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 inviting uh trouble but there's a reason it's called concealed carry it should be concealed you know that's mm-hmm. that's the whole thing behind it so yep. it's I, I think it's fully at a level of what are you comfortable with you know how what 
what law do you want to break and to what extent if it comes down to it so yeah but that's just my opinion yeah i was at uh i was at the uh, polls the last oh at the at the at the presidential election and you know they do have they did have signs there no guns and there was you know a police presence there and yeah part of me is like yeah i certainly don't want any idiots in here shooting up party party lines or anything like that i mean just keep the keep everybody's le- head level you know it's like don't drink yeah. while you have your gun don't vote while you have your gun <laughs> you know <laughs> they should be the same but there were signs don't there. talk religion when you have your gun yeah <laughs> don't yeah, but there was this guy that uh, he had he had it in his back and it wasn't concealed and he read the sign. He's like, "Oh, I got it," and he just pulled his shirt over it. I'm like, "Dude, you know, <laughs> concealed, <on>. concealed." <laughs> hey, babe. <laughs> Special guest. It's okay. We're not recording video. <laughs> Sorry, Adam. <laughs> You're making it worse. <laughs> uh, well, mm. Kevin's wife came on uh, the video when we, we were doing the morning meeting one morning. Mm-hmm. And I don't know to what degree of undressed she was, but... He's he's uh, he's in this converted porch, so it's his office is in this converted porch. So the kitchen window looks out into the porch. At one time, it looked outside. Now it just looks into the porch. They didn't close it off because it's mm-hmm. a sunroom. But she was in a state of undress at the window. Don't. <laughs> I mean, you, the quality just wasn't you know. So you didn't you didn't see anything, but you knew. I was like, hey, Kevin, your wife's behind you. <laughs> The, uh, I wow. believe the appropriate response to that is, I'm sorry, sir, I didn't see a thing. I didn't see a thing. Duck. <laughs> oh, so, well, cool. Well, and, uh, so you'd, you'd, well, this, you know, I kind of hate this. You, you ask a question, but just because somebody's lived somewhere, they're supposed to know all the history of everything uh, of all time. Uh, so my question was going to be, you know, California at one time was really a, a wild, wild west state. You know, there was the gold rush. You know, it was a cowboy state for a long time. When did it make the big swing from being a regular place to this liberal crazy land? <laughs> wow. Um, but he's not biased. <laughs> I'm going to go with in the 60s. With 60s, that's when... When, when it became hippie central. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's all they ever wanted was peace. You know, peace, man. You know, <laughs> no, no guns, man. Don't, don't tase me, bro. I love uh, how you put that. That's all they ever wanted was peace. <laughs> <laughs> don't tase me, bro. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I really don't know what caused the swing. Um or when it happened, I do know what has allowed it to get out of control. And I, I'm, I, I think California is becoming Detroit hugely because in Chicago, because uh, there are more gangs per capita in that state than actual law abiding citizens now. Oh, so wow. it's yeah, it's because the borders are wide open right there. Any given day, you've got thousands of them pouring into California, and they can have free everything when they're there. You know, I I 
my son tried to get some sort of help. He's been wounded at work. He's been hurt at work. And uh, because he's a young-blooded white male, he can get zero help. But anybody else that can come straight into that state from any other country of the world can get free health care, free uh, uh, welfare, free child care, and no questions asked. And mm -hmm. the more kids they have, the bigger the check. So these kids are just pumping out babies, as many as they can have, just so they get a bigger check at the end of the day. Uh, they, they never marry their baby's daddy. That way there's no male listed on the residence and they can get uh, free rent on that. Um, and I think it's, it's if, you, if you constantly give, I don't know, I saw a sign a couple of days ago said, uh, it was in a, in a national park, said, don't feed the bears, you'll, you'll turn them into a, a, they can't live on their own. You know, they'll be dependent on humans. Well, isn't that what we're doing now? We're making people <laughs> dependent on the state, uh, not making them get up and, and, and get a job. And, and not, I mean, I, I, fully support drug testing for welfare. Um, I, I've seen some of these people have thousands of dollars in tattoos and the biggest iPhone I've ever seen in my life driving an Escalade <laughs> and they got no job. So, I, I mean, I'm suffering, to, to, you know, working, working the jobs that I work and, and make ends meet and, and do what I can do. And, uh, you know, they don't got to lift a finger to do anything and they, they live 10 times better. So living on uh, the dole. I, Living on the nose, so it's it's ugly. I don't know what caused that turning point, and I don't know how what's going to happen to that. But I do know that the states around California are becoming that way. Uh, Washington and Oregon used to be way better than they are, and they've become so bad. Um, they're they're turning into California also, so it's, it's becoming a group mentality on that side of the country, and it's a sad, sad thing. Well, you're talking to a guy who splits his time pretty much between the two bluest states in the nation. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't have much to add to that. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually surprised. I mean, I, I'm really moderate. I mean, I don't really like completely. I don't like far right. I don't like far left. I kind of like common sense in the middle, which is not all that common as the saying goes. Uh, but I've actually been surprised how uh, free thinking Peter is considering he spent his whole life living in the Northeast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the thing is I was born to immigrants and I've traveled the world. That's oh, true. and I'm also not afraid to think. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah. It's not outlawed yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, think, speak. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. Or group think. That's it. That's it. Group think. Group thought. Group thought. Okay. Yeah. The, uh, I recently read uh, 1984. I never read it in high school. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was given the choice of other things, and uh, I didn't choose it then. But I recently read that. And I'm like, this book is so old and still so accurate. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's unbelievable how right he was. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know. What and Animal Farm? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's another one. Yeah. 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 No. <laughs> uh, he, was, uh, he was ahead of his time, man. Mm-hmm. So. Ooh. Well, cool. So, anything else we want to talk about? Uh, gun laws, liberal, right-wing, left-wing... We're what about technology? Technology, we do have. Oh, you, yeah. you, you had, you had, you had uh, Bill Doug as uh, being here under the guise of uh, being some sort of like you know Linux guy or something. No, no, no. Ken, Ken's a Linux guy. Doug's the uh, as he said a high tech redneck. He's in the unify, unif the unify gear. 
Unify. Oh, unify. Sorry, I was thinking unity. Sorry. Unify, <laughs> unity. Yeah, it's not quite the same. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was, when you said open, you said, yeah, I used to be an open source guy. And I was like, what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> unify, unity. It's only off by one letter. I mean, come on. Give <laughs> me some slack. <laughs> and in small font, a little, you know, a, a, a lowercase f looks kind of like uh, yeah, a lowercase it's, it's, t. So. It's really close. Yeah. And the Apple Watch font is pretty damn small. <laughs> so that's where I got that message. Yeah. <laughs> So cool. Yeah. Well, it's it's kind of funny though. I was I was already moved over to their access points, and then uh, when when Doug came on board, he's like, "Yeah, I've got I got Unify every I got Unify everything. I got access points. I got routers. I got switches. I got." And I was like, "Huh? I need to check this out." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know how or why how I came across that. We were looking for something. We are constantly replacing our APs that were running the wireless in the freezers for the forklift units. And we were looking at replacing, trying to replace everything without having to replace the infrastructure, just trying to drop something that would be a little bit better. We were spending 400 bucks a pop on uh, little Cisco aeronets. And I was like, man, these are like, they're dying left and right and they're like we're getting about a year out of them we're having to pump them out and they're not really that strong i was constantly having to do wireless tests in the freezers and getting crappy signal and i found the uh, pico station because yeah, all we have is 2.4 gigahertz on our older forklift units so i'm like all right i'm going to give this a shot what's the worst that can happen they were like 60 bucks you know it's a 60 dollar trial what's what's the worst that can happen man i tell you what i, I had the drivers literally driving over to my office going oh my god this is the greatest thing since sliced bread man i don't have to wait anymore i just click that barcode and it's immediately through the system and i was like all right that's what i like to hear so i bought a box full of them and replaced them across three plants and uh, once i did that then i was like that's what of course while i'm doing that i'm looking more into the unified stuff and i'm like oh i can get this at home yes that's what i'm talking about <laughs> so uh, I think I started. What did I did I start with the USG? Yeah, I think I started with the USG because I was running. I always run my own hardware. Um, I don't like owing Comcast a monthly bill for hardware when it's not doing me anything. Uh, so I got a USG, and then I was running the controller on my computer. And then I was like, "Oh man, what if?" What if I want to shut my computer down? Well, no, my controller's kind of gone. So I got a, I got the cloud key, and I was like, oh, well, now I can plug this cloud key into a PoE switch. Hey, they make PoE switches, too. So I'll plug that sucker in. Hey, that'll, that'll power my EP, too, man. So I just went, <laughs> I went wackadoo crazy on it. Uh, I, 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 I like it. I don't really think it's an end-user level stuff. I mean, their APs are to an extent, um, but the that sometimes break things sometimes don't uh it's it's a novel concept it's it's a good price point concept but i i think they go about things all wrong and i live on their forums and constantly read and i even beta test i'm still running firmware on all my aps and switches that they still haven't caught up to yet on the actual uh releases but i think there's there is some work to go. I was a little worried when I was going to get gigabit Ethernet that the 
uh, USG would not, it has a tendency to throttle the bandwidth. And they were saying, well, you have to run some of the edge router code in the JSON script. And I'm thinking, there's no home user that if they own this and get gigabit internet, are going to know what the heck you're talking about. They just can't do it. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, I mean, I dig the stuff. I love the fact that I can look at one web page and see everything. I can throttle things. I can, you know, create my groups. I even have a little guest network for when folks show up. I uh, created a little cool little splash page that shows up on their phone and their web page. And uh, I dig on that kind of stuff, but I just think it's not, it's not best buy ready type of thing. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I could agree with that. On, I think an access point they could probably do um, if, you know, if they had a laptop or whatever, they could get an access point up and running pretty quickly. They, they wouldn't monitor it. I mean, they couldn't do any monitoring it, but they right. could get it online. Uh, but if they ever had to make a change to it, it, it would be like, what do I do? <laughs> yeah, I installed that controller somewhere. Where? Right. Exactly. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, the 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 thing that blows my mind on this is it's a good product. I've had I've had nothing but good luck. I've out of them, and the price point is extremely reasonable. So there, mm-hmm. uh, I've been installing the the Unify AC, uh, the UAP AC long range. Just because it's only like $15 more than the regular. So get the Enterprise version, the long range, the UAC, and it just gives great performance. Uh, they, they work together automatically, it, or automagically. They, you know, they, you don't do anything. You put, you put three access points in there. You put wires to them, and they'll, they'll deal with the, the radio overlap on their own. You know, you don't... Unless you're like going to the far edge, like you've run you've run the access points so far that they're close to edge and they're not there's no overlap, I never notice when I'm switching between APs. It just mm-hmm. you know automatically happens. I don't have um, I don't notice when I'm switching access points and stuff, but I have for a long time gotten a lot of interference. My um, my Sonos wireless systems. And this has been in like four different apartments at this point. They never seem to be completely interference free, but they work pretty well. Like if I'm just having the, my Sonos stream music, it works really well. But if I'm trying to stream something from, um, say, from my iPhone to my Airport Express, which then plugs into the Sonos, I get weird drops. And that that's the only time I ever have like wireless issues when I'm like, you know, having issues with, uh, with, with coverage and drops and stuff. But at my new place, I'm pretty lucky now, I think, cause I have one access point that seems to saturate the entire place. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty, cool. that, that's, that makes things a lot simpler. Well, and I was noticing, so the, one of the things that I was interested in, uh, is the outdoor long range point to point wireless. So they've got their Air Max. So you've got you've got internet acti- or you got internet at one place and it's miles away. You're a mile away from where you need to be. You can point it at the antenna. You know, from that location to your location, you can get that internet a mile away, which is really amazing. And you know, I didn't, I never paid attention to it before, but I went to Puerto Rico in March, 
and all of those businesses, every high rise you looked at down there, they had those antennas on it because you can't, they don't have the infrastructure. They don't have fiber. They don't have, you know, ground wire that they can put it on. But those businesses will sell space on their tall buildings. And you'd look at all the internet service providers that were hitting it. You looked at apartment buildings. They were just covered with those antennas because I'm sure you could only get internet on so many of those and share it out before it, you know, bandwidth goes away. But I was like, wow, I didn't notice that before. So if you go to, if you go to, well, Puerto Rico's not third world. They're second well, world. Well, you <laughs> you will actually find that in our valley. I mean, I was mm-hmm. paying 150 bucks a month for a four meg connection, and it was there was a rocket dish on the side of our house connecting to the. the there's two ISPs in the area that are providers of wireless internet service, and yeah, they use rocket dishes on the side of your house, uh, connecting to their their antennas. And uh, uh, it was he was kind of blown away when he came in and hooked up my connection. He's like. Hey, is this all ubiquity stuff? I go, yeah. And he goes, oh yeah, we got ubiquity. I know. I said, I know. You use the rocket dishes on your tower, and then you put them on the side of the house. Well, how do you know this stuff? I'm like, it's kind of what I do. But uh, it's, I it's can amazing read good. that the infrastructure, uh, the internet infrastructure. I mean, even in Fresno, if you've got a hundred meg connection, you're probably spending three hundred bucks for that in in the middle of a uh, a million person city is still got a crappy infrastructure. And when I came here, I was blown away that I can live in the middle of, of BFE and have a 300 meg connection for like 80 bucks. I'm like, are you kidding me? And I'm all <laughs> over that. that. That kicks butt. But uh, it's they, amazing the infrastructure in California sucks so bad. They may have your answer there. Uh, they've got their Amplify device and it's built for the home consumer. You'll have to check that out. Well, there you go. Whole home Wi-Fi. You control it from your. Uh, oh yeah, I, I, I've, I've seen that's their that's their new stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I know you can't you can't step back to consumer products though. But I know I did notice that they also have um, they've also got NVRs and cameras that they've added. Right. You know, cause, well, they, and now there's voice over IP phones. I mean, they're just they're doing any you know all consumer products or IT products, the switches. I've even got their router. I've got their router in my little off-site place. Um, and it is, uh, it works great. I mean, and it's little, it's, it's, I mean, it's the size of a, uh, it's a little bit bigger than a, uh, shoot, what's it called? No, it's, the it's mint the size box. of a four port, of a Netgear four port switch. Yeah. Five port switch. Yeah. And it, it's, it doesn't generate heat and, it just goes and it's got all this reporting built into it and it was really inexpensive i think 45 or was it 35 or 45 dollar little router and it'll reboot itself because that's those little consumer routers like that they're bad about they'll run and at some point they'll stop but because they fill up their ram and you don't know when that's going to be so i have those things reboot every single day so that that's just and it's got that built in the schedules in it it reboots you know <clears throat> so that and i set it at a certain time so i know that if i'm trying to get to it and it's not going to be or it's offline like well it'll be online by seven because that's when it's set to <laughs> <laughs> set to do its reboot uh, yeah. but i've been doing d-link uh 
security cameras for for personal not for business um i can't i can't get myself to do business security systems <laughs> uh <laughs> is there any sort of liability that could come about with that <laughs> yeah what could possibly go wrong what could possibly well i remember that... when the, the char tech guys were put you know pitching that and you know we looked at it briefly and looked over at sam sam looked over at me and we were like what's our motto here at paradigm don't do dumb things <laughs> done close the <laughs> webinar <laughs> Yeah. Well, so there's the liability of one, just the service. Then you got your guys on ladders and what are they doing on top of the ladders? They're jerking things through the ceiling. <laughs> you know. Uh, so guys falling off ladders is a problem for me. <laughs> Uh, That's a, I have a problem with guys falling off ladders. <laughs> yeah, that and you know, uh, there's all kinds of regulations in buildings that nobody follows when it comes to low voltage. And at some point, it's gonna somebody they're gonna make examples out of some people. Yeah, I mean, because <laughs> you're supposed to <laughs> run that. Yeah, you got to run that stuff through channels. And then, technically, as a way as a uh, lease or of a space if you have cabling run when you move out of the space you're supposed to take the cable back out with you that never <laughs> happens yeah i was gonna say like that ever happens somebody takes a bolt cutter and cuts them all off at the switch and shoves them up in the ceiling yep. <laughs> done done <laughs> yep uh so we're cool so yeah if you if you haven't tried the ubiquity unify products i definitely recommend them uh business and i mean now try that consumer stuff yeah they're 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 constantly coming out with new bigger better things that are uh, and for what you get the, the horsepower that you get for the price point you cannot beat it they are great products across the board for what you get um so I definitely recommend them in there. Well, and didn't they just change uh, the new one? One little annoying thing about the access points was that they had their own PoE brick, and you couldn't use a, say, a Dell PoE switch or a really? Cisco uh, because yeah. they weren't pushing the right voltage. And so they they changed the regulation on they changed their internal regulation of the requirement of power so that enough of these other POE switches would power their systems. I mean, I think they knew that from the very beginning, but uh, getting power, getting FCC regulated power changes is very difficult to do. And it's a very long Mm -hmm. process. So obviously I'm not a unify executive and know the answer to this but my guess would be they had to do it that way because they had received permission to use that block but they hadn't received permission to change their power to be able to use it the other way right i I would go with that's probably the the thing it is yeah but i'm glad that uh i'm glad that they did i mean that's never been a it's always been a like oh i sure wish these would work with poe but they won't so <laughs> i'll use <laughs> i'll use the little block and it'll make it a little messy here but the you know the the results were what drove continuing to use it so 
goes to show if you can do it right, people will tolerate things. <laughs> well, I was yeah. talking, you know, of course, we're, we're a service provider. So one of our clients, we worked with a vendor yesterday to switch their label printing software. And the label printing software, they got it like almost all the way working yesterday. Well, they actually thought they had it all the way working, but there were some additional things that they had to print and they had to print them in a different way and they had to pull them from a database file, a different database than what they worked on yesterday. Uh, so they called the vendor and they said, no, this is a separate issue. We can't help you with this. You're going to have to create a separate <laughs> service ticket and, and you know, we're going to bill you for it. I'm like, man, I wish I could provide terrible service like that and make millions doing it. <laughs> hey, look at AOL, man. Yep. <laughs> Works for them. It worked for them. Yep. So, so well, very cool. So, uh, how long we got? We got anything else we want? Oh, we 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 put off Trello. Do we want to talk Trello. about Trello? You wanted to talk about Trello. I I started using it for a little while. Uh, it took about three years, but uh, I finally looked at it at the <laughs> suggestion of a friend. He had recommended it in 2013. Uh-huh. And uh, I played with it a little bit and never really got very far into it. Well, so what about you? What have you found from Trello? Well, my experience was exactly as you described um, when I tried it. But it was also another tool that I didn't need to do that was going to be somewhere else. You know, you've got you got your collaboration suite. you got how you collaborate. But you don't want these other tools that are, while they may be good, but if they're not good enough to override making me log into some other web portal, then I really don't want to do it. That was my holdup. Well, mm-hmm. um, our Producers Club group is doing traction and so we were doing our level 10 meeting we were writing our rocks and everything else and so we have no common way to work together uh, because we you know we're all on office 365 google apps whatever so we didn't have a place where we could share these uh this project plan of how we wanted to do these things and each of us have our own project plan well trello was absolutely perfect for that because we created one one board we put all of our you know they put sublime and then we listed my rocks you know my my sheet of things to work on for quarter three and then i could generate a task list in there so i've got a task list in there and i'm going through and checking them off um and working with this very disparate group in a in a way that we can collaborate which is nice you know if i were doing the same thing within my company i would use connectwise i'd use it as a project but you know you can't so if you were working uh if you were working with another team or if you are working for a client in your in their office with a project and you wanted them to have access to it but you don't want them to be in your google docs or they don't want to be in your google docs because they're lost or whatever it gives you it gives you the way to work with other people and i do have a tendency to get lost in google docs you don't say (laughs) i send i send peter an outline an episode outline i create a new document every week and i'll I'll put it in the folder i'm like i know he can't find it 
so I'll email him a link to it and I email it to him and it always goes somewhere else in his email and he's like I don't know where it is what is it <laughs> because <laughs> because at, at your suggestion I enabled the tabs in Gmail a while ago and I'm still not used to like someone else deciding where my mail goes for me I'm like I don't see it I've been looking I haven't gotten any new notifications it's not there I don't know what he's talking about oh there it is no. <laughs> there it is yeah I mean we've only been doing this for a couple weeks so i understand i mean (laughs) (laughs) sometimes i need to repeat something you know one two a hundred times before it sinks in yeah i mean we are nowhere near a hundred yet so see i'm so just you know by this time next year i will probably know where to find the episode outlines and by then we'll have moved on from google docs to trello (laughs) yeah something like that yeah But I did, I did like it. It's got, it's got its place. The, uh, it does have one place where you can share your cards, which is cool. So like Kevin's got his own marketing team and he's working on these tasks, but then he's also wants to share the tasks that he's doing with us so he can make that card available to his internal team and then also make that card available to us as his accountability group, which is kind of slick. That's kind of cool. Yeah. It'd make it real easy for industrial espionage. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so if you need a, you know, every every good tool's got a nefarious purpose too. <laughs> and someone will exploit it. Yep. <laughs> oh well, very good. Well, I think we've. We got oh I got a trivia question. Trivia question. Who's got a say trivia it? question. Isn't it amazing yeah. what happens when you have an outline? It actually yeah. keeps you honest. I know. I mean, we've had trivia questions that just didn't get asked. Okay, so uh, we'll get the question, the answer next week, and the trivia question for this week. So, where did Samuel Clemens get the idea for his pseudonym, Mark Twain? Oh, dude, I know that one. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you'll have to tell us next week and see if you're right. I was going to say, I'll tell you next week. Exactly. It's it's funny that you mentioned that because I was just thinking about that earlier this week. So, so I, yeah. I'll have to admit, I've, I've never considered Mark Twain uh, without some sort of <laughs> external uh, prompting. <laughs> Hey, there's a book. Hey, there's a trivia question. Hey, there's a... <laughs> All right. Well, then... Um, so, Doug, what we do at the end of the episode, somebody's got to hit the big red button. The big red button. Would that be the disconnect button? <laughs> That's pretty much it. That's we, we decided, however... We, what we used to do on the show is that somebody would say big red button, and then the next, the other person would repeat that in a big, loud voice. And we decided that when we did that, we we sounded kind of dumb. (laughs) (laughs) So we stopped. So now only one person says "big red button." All right, because it's now I've already I've said it. We've said it like we we've each said it now. So so two of us sound dumb. So two of us. But so Doug's got to say it in a in a a real loud voice so we can call it. I'm the newbie. You're the the newbie. newbie, So big red button, boys. There we go. There you go. Nicely done. (laughs) Click. Click. Because what we would do... (laughs) (laughs) Get it. All right. (laughs) 
Good movie with you, Quick. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Still recording. Still recording. Yeah. That's perfect. So, everybody, just so you know, if you're still listening, uh, dear listener, Doug hung up on us. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. Well, cool. All right. Good show, man. Yep. I enjoyed it. I'll talk to you next week. To contact either us or our guests, visit BlurringTheLinesPodcast.com. If you like what you're hearing, do us a solid and subscribe to our podcast. And leave us a five-star review in iTunes, Google Play Store, or wherever you found us.